Across Space and Time lies a podcast dedicated to eliminating the toxicity that lies within fandom. Some call them internet trolls. These podcasters sitting next to me unite to stop a malevolent force at work, one driven by a singular goal, the destruction of all there is and all that ever will be. Ladies and gentlemen, nice. welcome nice. to our <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths review. I am your host, Nick Zanuck, and I am joined by Nico Caruso and his father, Nicholas Caruso. We have came back from the Speed Force. Yeah, we did. Lady, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I just want to say I'm impressed, and, and for the audience, we never know what his intro is going to be. So, like, when it starts, we we are also like you all, and and, and you nail them every time. I nail and I'm impressed at how intricate this one is. <laughs> so uh, It was a little confusing to me, much like the, uh, whatever the three episodes we just watched oh us or God. whatever. We're so. already starting. We're, we're just jumping right into it, huh? Dear Lord, okay. So, our purpose today. Yes. <laughs> so, the three episodes of Christ on Infinite Arts are in the books, and we are going to give our due diligence to that. So. Yeah, a uh, quick side note. I did not know, just because I, I have gotten, unfortunately, I have gotten very much removed from these shows. I didn't know that it wasn't all this week, that it's three, and then there's two after the first of the year. I didn't know that. Yep. I guess that's good, though, Like from like a ratings cliffhanger standpoint. I don't know. We, we will talk about if that benefits... This or not. Yeah. We certainly will. Yeah. Right. How do you want to start? Because there's a lot. There is a lot. Well, why don't we, there, why there don't we at least each one of us give just like our we always do, or just an overall, overall summary, okay. and then you guys will format right. how we're going to break it down. Uh, sure. You kick it yeah, off. Yeah, so let me start. So, <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths, three-episode crossover, was everything I kind of thought it was and worse. Um, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, very blunt. I thought they... Uh, I thought it was choppy, um, more bad writing than good writing. Some of the cameos didn't make sense, didn't land. The story's kind of all over the board. But I'm not telling you it was all crap. There was some good parts. There were some redeeming things. We're going to break it down in a little bit. But I kind of feel a little bit... Because I don't watch, I haven't watched these shows since I think the third or fourth ep, uh, year uh, season of Flash, maybe the second season of uh, What's the Time Travel Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. I've never watched Supergirl, so I'm not really qualified to really tell you how that show is or isn't. Mm -hmm. And Arrow, I've stopped watching it at like season four. So I didn't feel though like when I was watching this though that you had to. Watched that, even though there were some characters like Ollie's daughter and a few things that I didn't know who those people were. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who the I didn't know who the characters yeah. were in Supergirl, mm -hmm. but I kind of understood who Brainiac was and then Martian Manhunter. And, and so, in in that retrospect, I don't think you have to be somebody that watches all these shows, and you could still watch this and kind of follow the story a little bit and be entertained by it. So it was just enough for me. To want to see the three episodes, um, it you know, there was, like I said, it was more bad than good. We're going to break it down. I mean, if I had to rate it, which you guys can or you didn't, I would probably say like a C-. minus. I'm not really sitting here in our um, watchtower, wherever we say we are, 22,300 
feet above the earth. I'm not really like waiting for the next episode with anticipation. I'm being honest with you guys. I like if it, if they didn't even if they said they weren't even going to air the next two, I wouldn't go crazy. But I'm going to watch them, mm-hmm. and we're going to break this down a little bit. So for me, C minus, somewhat entertaining, confusing, choppy, sloppy, disappointing cameos, some gratuitous things that they just threw in there. Which, again, if you're a DC fan. I'm not really speaking against this. I, I Maybe I should embrace it a little bit more because I am a diehard DC fan. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that. So, son, you're next. Oh, oh, I'm next. Do you want me to go or do you, are you oh, okay? No. okay? You go. Okay. <laughs> so I'm going to piggyback off of what you said, Mr. Caruso, and I am just going to say that from a general standpoint, the story was a little confusing to me within the first like minute or so. There's already Earths being destroyed. And I'm somebody that has kept up with the CW shows. So I I know what they were trying to tell. I know the story that was going on. I know what's going on with Oliver, Barry, everybody else. But I thought the stakes were poorly written to getting you invested. That's a good point. And I think the pressure was really on the writers to deliver with this one. Not just because of the stakes that were at hand. But because if this wasn't perceived well then the pressure is on that, well, maybe this would have been better off as a feature film. As opposed to just splitting it up into three episodes and then taking a break and then ending with, with the next two. Because I have a theory that I don't know if that was such a smart move, to be no, honest. To break it up. To break it up. Okay. And I can even argue that in a 42-minute episode, it's kind of cutting it a little little too tight. I might give you that. I, I think I agree. Now, with if you. they had one commercial free, which I know there's money I, I, there's I, money I think, involved in stakes like that. I think I agree with you. Yeah. I you know what? I you agree. just, you yeah, just said you. something brilliant. This probably could have been a season. Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. There's enough stuff it. here and enough substance, and, and the overall material is, is right. legendary and classic. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys ever read it or not. I'm, yeah, I'm right. going to. Fantastic oh, yeah. story. And, and so for me, um, instead of cramming it, Nick, you just, man, I, I don't know why you just made me think about this in this mm-hmm. instant. Instead of like. It could have been a 13, 11 episode arc, at least half a season. Or the whole second half of episode. Yeah, season. you yes. know, and, I, and then it doesn't have to feel so rushed. Mm-hmm. And you maybe could have gave some of these cameo characters a little bit more credence, right. a little bit more of an ability to just yeah. not be walking in their world. Do you think they just couldn't afford that or they can't afford that? Because then you have to not do seasons of the show. You know what I mean? Well, you... I mean, why couldn't you... I understand what you're saying. How would you do this or does and cross show, it over? No, every show... Every show could, has the episode? Yeah, why not? And, so, and you mm-hmm. do it for like three weeks or so? You do it for like a, a month. Every show's a, month. a different story. Yeah, every show's a month. So for the month of December, it's Crisis on Infinite Earths Month. Yeah. I think that would have been much better. Right. You're so dead on with that. Right. And then, so now on to the cameos. Because we... Now, at first, it was kind of really, really cool that they're kind of yeah. paying fan service to within like... I guess it's twenty years, twenty yeah. maybe maybe more. Well, the Flash was nineteen nineties. Yeah. So you're literally talking thirty, almost. Yeah. 30 years. So almost right. thirty years of fan service, and a lot of these cameos, I was really really praying that they, that they were cool, because like I, like I alluded to 
in our last podcast. I really wanted this to be good for multiple generations of fans that were at least interested in wanting to check out mm-hmm. what this was going to be. And some of them, right off the bat for me, didn't didn't hit at all. Some I thought could have been written a little better, especially with the caliber of actors that you had. Mm-hmm. Uh, did it benefit the story? Not really, personally. I think other than maybe Root Superman, which even him we'll, we'll get to a little later. Mm-hmm. I don't really think, I think you could have done without the others, which, which is sad. Because a lot of the cameos I really were looking forward to seeing. Yeah. Uh, but I think I've rambled on here enough. Yeah. This was probably a C, which isn't bad. It's kind of in the middle, but it wasn't like A. It wasn't flawless by any means. It's not, I wouldn't say stop whatever you're doing right now and go watch this. But if you got the time, it's a snowy night, you know. Get your check Christmas it out. shopping done Get first your Christmas off. shopping done Don't first wait off. to the end to watch this. No. So that's my take. We're aiming home, Nico. Yeah. Um. So for me, um, I guess I wasn't really, and I don't want this podcast to sound like a a massive critique fest. So I'm gonna fix my semantics a little bit. Well, um, you know, for me, I I didn't. It, it was kind of what I expected, and that's okay. Um, felt very even though. when it got announced last year at, at the end of one of those episodes of Arrow, it flooded Twitter. Yes. I, I mean, a lot of people were going crazy and stuff and I just kind of went, okay, they're going to do this thing. They're going to try to do this thing, mm-hmm. um, over a few episodes. And like I said, I also unfortunately have not been watching them. Um, I have not, I have not watched these shows live in about three years so i think flash season four arrow six mm-hmm. legends two and supergirl maybe i've never watched anything after the first season so i can maybe. answer any questions you guys so have. um <laughs> so but i was excited to watch this because one thing i will say that this crisis that this crossover did for me is there was a time like the early years the flash season one flash season two arrow one arrow or arrow two three four Legends one and two, where I I would watch these shows every night. Yeah, you know it's back when I was still living at home, but before I went to live at Elmhurst for college, and um, so I'm not gonna lie, the, this past week, I was kind of excited at work. I was gonna come home and get to watch something comic book related, and I even found myself on Wednesday. I know it's not the best quality in our opinion, mm-hmm. but on Wednesday I was like, wait, the fourth part's not tonight, and you're like, no, it's in. In January, I was like, well, fuck. I was kind of, yeah. kind of, like, I kind of wanted to at least keep watching yeah, something. I mean, sure. it was getting me through the day because I had sure. some crammed days there. Uh, okay, so for me, I, I'm going to keep this short so we could start getting specific. I mean, it mm-hmm. was the CW. And it was Crisis on Infinite Earth on the CW. Um, that's all. <laughs> that's all you have to say. That's all you have to say. But what I mean by that yeah. is, it's, it's too big of is a story I'll give them, them it's it's huge. Yeah, it's right. like them trying to do Infinity War <laughs> and Endgame on yeah in like in, same, in, in, in Daredevil <laughs> and Jessica Jones. At least they gave them a season. Yeah, to all they, come together. They should, right, right. So here's what I'll say. The last thing I'll say. The one thing I appreciate is they do try to give you nice comic book stuff. They do. And yeah, they absolutely. do. And, absolutely. It, and we're getting it. And we are and, getting it. And, 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 and we, and even some of our complaints on a show like Titans at times, they don't give you, 
Mm-hmm. They do give you a lot of heart. They give you a lot of the team working together. And they give you a lot of you, you, true, true comic stuff. Now, if you really like this, then that's fine. Because mm-hmm. there's even still cheesy things on the CW that I love. I still love, even though I don't like season three of The Flash that much, the ending where he has to go back to the Speed Force and where he's with it's his awesome. mom and he yeah. gives Wally the mantle. Yeah. I mean, it's like they do some good stuff sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it, I mean, it was Christ on Infinite and Earth on the CW. Okay. The shows have ratings. They're successful. There were three parts. They happened. We're there, and now we're going to talk. I about want the demographics so you know what? list of who watches I know the every shows. I know every episode we do. We 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 always throw out to the uh, DCEU. But there literally was a callback in here. Okay, wait. Oh yes, yeah. there was. But there yeah, you're right. Was. No, and then we talk about the Snyder cut, right? But honest to God, <laughs> if I would have had my way with this here, this event oh, don't make me in the DC it. universe should have been. If a trilogy's too much, this is like a five-hour, six. This could have been the Endgame, Infinity War of the DC universe. Okay. Yeah. And I know we don't want to talk about. We're gonna we're gonna do something different with Snyder Cut. The Justice League was gonna have the Dark Side thing, and that would have been very similar to what Thanos. This is a little different, even though it is Thanos destroys worlds. We understand that. This is really a, a different kind of a villain, a force coming. To wipe out all of reality as we know it, and it wasn't Thanos just trying to wipe out half of, half of the. This could have been so beautifully done, mm-hmm. with the original storyline, with the death of Supergirl, the death of the original Flash, and it pains me that in 2019, going into 2020, that you just said it on the head. So when they announced this last year, I was like, "Crisis on Infinite Earths." On the CW. This is a thing that should have been a benchmark of Warner Brothers movies. Even if we didn't get it now, but five years from now, and even what they're doing now, Warner Brothers, with all the other stuff we're going to... Just think about This could have been something... And it's just like The Flash. Why do they waste these incredibly beautiful, epic Mm storylines on the CW? And I understand... There's not a bunch of people watching these that are like going to see the movies. So I'm a little bit bittersweet talking about it because to me, I'm I'm actually angry that they did go this route with it. But having said that, like I always tell you guys, it's better to get something than probably nothing because obviously you know if Kevin Fahey was running DC, mm-hmm. oh my God. You know, gentlemen, mm-hmm. that he would have done the 9, 12, 15 motion picture arc, and he would have delivered to us just the most epic crisis. Yes, there would have been plot holes. Yes, there would have been forced humor. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. It, it's what, as a, as a fan of me, I'm fi- someone who's been reading DC Comics and Marvel Comics for like 50 years, like, I just, I can't imagine how great this, this storyline would have been with the actors of the quality that are now inhabiting the DC universe. Can you imagine Gal and Jason and Henry? You know what I mean? And either Ben or whatever, but, and then you could have brought in all these other characters and it just could have been so beautifully done. So anyway, you guys, let's start out. I'm sorry. I, it's, we're just no, talking no, no. about. I was just trying to. That was that you, was yeah. that was a great a great ending you know, point. That it's too big for the CW. It it kind of did just happen. 
to be honest. Like, it's like you knew it was coming, but then it's like when it was here, it was like, oh, wait, it's here now. Whereas, like, like you said, like, when you were doing it with the MCU, it's like they let you know each movie that it was coming and they yeah. built towards it. And there's and so many guys. This is like a really, so many, it's really a watered so down version. Oh, the commercials. I know you can fast forward through, but there's yeah. so many. There were times where, like, you can't tell something kind of got minutes. good. Like, something would get good, and then, like, it cuts to, like, a sprint commercial, and you're what? like, and then it kills all the momentum. Yeah. Because yeah. then, like, it comes back, and they try to, like, re get you in the mood. Like, all of them are like, talking, like, the moment's gone. Right, right, right. And you could save twenty dollars today. Earth eighty five just got destroyed, and you're like, "What? <laughs> what? what? I'm what like, how just, the fuck did we get here? I just came back from I the bathroom. Just, yeah. Yeah. Just, I just, what happened to Earth nine? I just looked up how I could save twenty five dollars at Sprint, and yeah. then okay. Nick, how about when I'm so, like, "Have we seen Bird War yet?" And you're like, "Yeah, that was." I think yeah, you put your head down right. for a second to look at that. So, so oh, all, right. Partners. all right, so here's all right, so here's what I think we should do because there's a lot here. Yeah. Why so don't I is. give a brief? Why don't I real quick like. 20 seconds just start to say some of the plot points of episode one and then we just talk about that's it. right absolutely so opens up with the few cameos of wor- worlds getting erased um alexander knox from earth 89 which is keaton's universe the earth nine tight <laughs> the titans cameo well 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. uh earth 10 uh the burt ward robin um and then we get earth 38, which is Supergirl's Earth. Yes. There's the person talking about the impending doom. Uh, we flash to um, Argo City, where Superman and Lois are, right? Is yes, that and City? Supergirl's yeah. mom. Um, her mom, they got power, so. Jonathan. Nope. They have to send him away. Um, then then Harbringer, who's John Diggle's wife, yes. who somehow yes. she has powers now. I, I don't even know. Somehow the I haven't story. watched. Okay. So she starts recruiting all the Let's heroes. So she yeah. starts recruiting all the heroes. Oliver's yeah. back on the island with apparently he has a daughter. Uh, <laughs> he sure <laughs> does. City Smoke. Um, I'm not making story. fun of it. I'm yeah. just telling you what my thought <laughs> yeah, process right, right, right. was. Because yes. I watched a YouTube video that said I would not need to watch the shows to we watch Crisis, okay. and I think we sure. should have. Um, then all the heroes get recruited. And um, <laughs> why am I laughing? Why uh, am I laughing? I'm, I'm stop. Um, sorry. <laughs> and then essentially the rest of the episode is just them kind of talking about what they need to do. And essentially they need to get to that quantum tower and they need to defend it from the incoming Dementors. <laughs> stop laughing. Dude, I can't. I yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. And then Oliver Queen, he makes a sacrifice with the last stand of the heroes. Yeah. So uh, what let's just... Let's just talk about some things here. So whoever wants to start, you or you. Yeah, well, let me start. Is there anything specific? I'm going to be more, like, quick on it. Yeah. Because, okay. Sure. So, yeah, I kind of needed a couple drops of CBD oil in the opening of it because so much <laughs> stuff was going on. And I wasn't, you know. And, I mean, look, for me, was it we're cool? We're not making fun no. of it. We're, was we're it cool literally... to see Robert Wool and, and Burt Ward? I mean, look, not really. I just, I just, oh. there was no payoff there Can I give me. you a quick sure. why... It's so funny. Small things aggravate me sometimes. And this is why I said, I love on shows when you could tell the writers don't do enough. Mm-hmm. The Alexander Knox cameo from Keaton's World pissed me off. Because the the newspaper he was reading says, Joker captured by Batman. Well, the Joker fucking died 
Is that what um, it said? Are you sure you the Joker it? fucking sure was did. killed? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he within about, about nine thousand stories. Within about, and he with was a gargoyle. And in the context of the movie, yeah. the Joker's only the Joker for about four days, so no yeah, yeah, one yeah. will actually know who the Joker is. So yeah. thank you, CW writers. You didn't do your job the right way. Is There's right, no Nick? fucking. It said. It said Joker captured by Batman, and you know what? The Joker's dead. That leaked online too. Whatever. All right. Well, anyway, anyway couple things that I'm just going to talk about because I'm not going to break the whole episode down. When talk, when Argo gets you. destroyed mm-hmm. and they wind up in the tower or wherever the hell they're at, yeah, and are, you yeah. find out that Supergirl's mother was died, right? Like, yes. Melissa Benoist has, like, no, like, emotion. Well, that's... It's it, like... That's because they don't, yeah. You just find out, like, your mother died, you know? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't seem like, like, watching it, I just found it odd. I was like... Well, the plot didn't you know, allow her to be upset because they had to start talking about what they were going to do. I understand that. I understand <laughs> I know, that, I know, you know? Yeah, no. Um, so, again, everything is kind of in, incredibly rushed, thrown together. The first episode was not particularly... I just didn't, a lot of it didn't jive. So for me, the battle at the end with the Dementors, is that what you call it? I think that's what they're called. Yeah, and they're all I'm fighting sure together. Now, right? I will say this. <laughs> they do they do work well together as a team. I did like that separate. And they do yeah, write really that did. well. That's one thing I they did. didn't do in Titans that would talk, you know, when we want to talk about, we'd always said that. Yes. So I do like the the them working off each other, all the heroes are together. Um, and there was, for me, some emotional payback when Ali does come to his demise, yeah. making the it's last a, stand. And at cool. least they also describe in there that not every... Because, you know, the other thing, too, is like they're going to get everybody off the earth, the entire population of the earth, right? Yeah. They're going to put them in these pods or these ships, and they're going to, like, I guess bring them to another earth where... I guess it's okay to double the population of the earth like you're going to be able to survive or whatever, which has always been silly to me, but whatever. So um, I do like that they described that there was a lot of death, that several billion people did die. So I'm like I said, I'm going to let you guys, it's, it's kind of all over the board. There's not a lot of emotion when there should be motion. When I see Supergirl and Superman, Tyler Hecklin, and they, they come together at that one moment, he's kind of staring off into space. It's such bland dialogue. And I love the actors. I mean, I know who she is and I know who he is, but I just feel like the writers just don't give them enough. Give them the right stuff to make you care. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, I'm like, his wife's looking for his son. Her mother dies. And it's just like it's just so bland. It's it's just so vanilla. A comic book story reads better. There's more emotion. I'm done. Yeah. So I want to just go right off of that scene, and then I'll make my way around. So that to me, I, I had the same reaction you did. I was a little bit like disappointed and kind of like mad that they had it be the other way around. Where it's like Superman, who I've seen enough of, where he's depressed and he has, he's lost hope in humanity. I'm sick and tired of that crap. I really am. And then you have Supergirl, who just lost her mother. Let me interject for a second. 
Okay. Because you probably know what I'm going to say. This, I was going to save well, this rant yeah. for the second episode, but I need... I'm not going to go on the rant. We'll, I'm we'll just open say it up. Some, yeah. I'm just going to say something and just don't even comment on it yet. We'll comment on it later, but I want you to hear this. So people say, and I'm not saying anyone's wrong. I'm simply adding the devil's advocate. I've seen a lot of people since whatever year Hecklin first appeared as Superman say he's the best Superman. Okay. So you just said you're tired of him being done and questioning and not being hopeful, right? Which is the exact critique of Henry Cavill. Am I correct? Yes. Thank you. So now he does this. He also is very down, not optimistic, and Supergirl is one who has to bring him out of it. So you tell me. How he is the best Superman. You can't do it? Awesome. Okay. But keep let talking. him continue with his thing all the time. No. And that's that no op- disrespect. That yes. If you really like Tyler... Tyler Hoechlin's a likable guy. He's a likable actor. You liked him in Teen Wolf. I liked him in Teen Wolf. I think he's exceptional in Teen Wolf. There's times in the suit I like him as Superman. But the minute that superlative is given to him... And I'm not that familiar with his whole body work as Superman. I see him in doses. To mm-hmm. see that scene, then that crowning him as one of the best Superman, and wait till what we see in episode two. Because I, I could argue. Let's not jump the gun. Yeah. Okay. But that's all I'm going to say. Yeah, is sure. it, uh-huh. Then that makes me feel harder to be like, then what makes someone the best portrayal of a character? Because now you're taking a fundamental thing away from him that you're critiquing other adaptations for. And saying that's why they're not, quote-unquote, the best. Because they weren't the most optimistic or hopeful, whatever. Well, he's not doing it either. So, that's yeah. my... You can't have it both ways, right? You cannot have it both ways. Yeah. So. Yeah. And so, I'm going to actually save the, the second half of my... Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. My rant. But thank you for opening it up. Because yeah. that actually kind of got some newfound thoughts in, in my head for that. But So, the cameos, yeah, didn't really do much. I think you got, probably could have done... Without it, considering half of them were done within like the first minute anyway of the show, and then they kind of didn't really touch on anything after until episode two, which we'll get into a little later. But this episode one was a lot of just them standing around, kind of like uh, I didn't feel like they knew the stakes at hand, to be quite honest. Well, we didn't know the stakes either. I could argue. Yeah, and it's... Because, like, Earths are getting vanished, but I don't know how far they are. Right. And no one seems to be that urgent until it's like... And our Earth is, like, the eighth one in line, and I'm like, yeah, shit, right. well, we gotta hurry up. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best part, too. It's, we like, gotta... it's like where you're at, you know? It's like, it's Earth like the one last was the last Jedi. one, It's apparently. like the last Jedi when all it is is, like, a pod slowly flying away from a... Oh, now, now, we're, now we're bringing Star Wars in, into uh, this one. Yeah, yeah, all right. Keep going, keep going, right. keep going. So, so yeah, so I didn't feel like they they clearly established the stakes at, at hand there. And when they got to the final battle, I was like, okay, all right. Which, like you said, they do choreograph the fights well. Everybody does gel well. So my takeaway was Oliver's death, which yeah, the whole point of this season was they're trying to come with to terms with Oliver accepting himself is a hero, and that he needs to make the ultimate sacrifice. So and, that's right. And then that was to and then me, that was it, right? 
Like it when would, he dies, was that it, or do we think this? It's not it. it. It's okay. not it. No, there's. But yeah. I can see why they did it from a story standpoint is because they wanted, I guess, give you a shock factor that hey, guess what we did? What you thought you were going to see in episode five, you got in episode one. Yeah. But then the problem was that they tried to bring him back in the very next episode, so it was like, did his death feel kind of cheap? To it, me, it kind of yeah, did. Yeah. Now, it was emotional. I completely fell for Arrow in that scene. I thought the emotion was, was on point. Sure. I just was kind of hoping that I was going to get the big sacrifice or the big payoff a little bit later. I would have rather had seen Oliver stick around a little bit longer. But I guess, like, like I said, I guess I get it. They wanted to let you know that, hey, we're going to do things that you didn't think we were going to do. In this yeah. episode, yeah. we're not going to do him in episode four or five. We're going to do it now. I will say, though, so they give him a great a great line. It was great, yes. the monitor is like, it's time to leave. And he goes, is everyone off Earth yet? And he goes, no. And he goes, well, then it's not yeah, time. Yeah. Like, that's it's really good that was yeah. a that was really line. good. And that, that was, yeah, yeah. That's when I'm like, this, I'm in for the ride of the night. And show. that's a testament of when the CW is, is on their game. Because they do show you yes. they will give yeah. you nice moments. And they historically have pretty good season finales. They do. At least in my opinion. At they le- do, yeah. At least The Flash always found a way to have a nice finale for me. Yes. That's the show I watch the most yes. of. Because that's my favorite character. But, oh, you know. Absolutely. Um. So, yeah, so I guess the ending is, like like you said, so Oliver pays his demise. The team is got distraught Absolutely, yeah. over him, especially Barry, which that, that they always work well together, and yeah, that's they, my, they that's my the one. The, between those the two guys. Yes. They're, they're really good together. Yes. Yeah. And I'll tell you. Um, oh, there was actually yeah. one before. Sorry to yeah, cut you no, off. You're, and you're then fine. it's, I wanted, I didn't mean to jump over, but there was one scene before they go to the battle, and it's when Barry and Oliver are talking, and. Barry tells Oliver that I'm supposed to die. Right. And Oliver is just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We yeah. need to talk right yeah. now. He's like, we said I was going to die. Yeah. So that's, like you said, those yeah. are the points where I'm in. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in for that. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. but anyway, okay. So I guess, so yeah. So now the end of the episode, Oliver dies. The monitor reveals all that you think is, has changed. So now we move on to episode two. Mm-hmm. two. Well, let me briefly talk about the first one, though. Um, yes, 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 please, please. It's not even my turn. Um, <laughs> uh, so for me, I, I was curious if the cameos were just going to be Earths that keep getting offed. Um, and they kind of were, which, you know, it's okay. I figured they were going to, I figured some of these cameos were, were going to be substantial and some weren't. Um, so like you said, if you're an older comic book fan, um, some of these are nice. Some of these are some of these land well. Some don't. Like I could have done without the Titans one, um, especially because apparently it was without their permission. Oh yeah. And they're not looking to be connected to the CW, so that's a whole problem. But oh well. Um, this one though, this one did. This one did the first episode. Like for some of the things we just named, and I'm not going to rehash anything that you two said. So I'm just going to talk about separate things. Um, the way they recruited everyone was kind of kind of cool because it's like out of a comic book. Mm-hmm. She keeps going from world, and it's them kind of all dealing with conflicts. Uh, like uh, Kate Kane is trying to take down some thugs, and she's like, "I was just gonna get him to talk," and then they yeah. take her out of it. Um, I I didn't mind. So what's funny is um, I know I'm a big Donna fan. But I forgot how no. much of a big Sarah Lance stand I was. 
I have a photo with her. I met Sarah Lance. I'm, I lucky, I got lucky, to lucky meet Katie Lotz. I went I went to one of those heroes. I was on vacation, guys. I was villain fan fest things like five <laughs> like four or five years ago. Um, so I met a lot of the cast from the CW, which was cool. So, but anyway, um, for me, the, the stuff with Oliver and his daughter was kind of cool when he gives her the suit, um, because one that that was unexpected for me because I did not know he had a daughter. Is that Felicity's daughter? Yes. So it's him and Felicity's daughter. So, uh, so they went the route where she, it's like his future daughter. So, in present day, she's still a baby, Got but it. because they were doing flashbacks, well, they, that, the monitor bought well, his daughter, like his growing up daughter, <laughs> well, into like screws, present day. Well, that yeah. screws up the timeline. But that's okay. Absolutely. Um, but no. So all the stuff with Ali and Barry, I liked. Um, the to me the things that I had a really hard time following and like I said it's my fault was just all the Supergirl cast. Like I, j- just because I don't know who those people are. Mm. But um, quick question, real quick. I'm gonna be slightly problematic for a sec. Um, Lena is that supposed to be Lexus? Lena Luther? That's his sister. Sister. Yes. Is she on Supergirl? She is. Has she been on there a while? She has. I might have to go back and watch Supergirl. <laughs> I was a fan. I was a fan of Lena Luthor. You're very fond um, of the actress. Yes. I, I liked her eyes a lot. They were really. Oh. Cool. Um, not to be crude. Not to be no, crude. No, no, no. Hey, is hey, that wrong? Hey, no. she could be no. Catwoman. No, no, no. no. Oh, hold um, on. I also thought of the Supergirl cast. She had the strongest acting performance as well. She does. Uh, just now, one scene where she's very hesitant, but then unsure, but then she's working on the quantum tower, and she's like witty and says all those like kind of scientific mm-hmm. comments and is the long hair guy supposed to be a version of Brainiac yes yes. okay I like him I told you that I like him yeah mm-hmm. he's good I like him he's very um, good so anyway uh, for me the first episode is yeah it's it's like the slow burn but it's set up um, and it did give us the WTF Oliver Queen dying but there's a let second me transition episode. in a second episode there's a, there's a second <laughs> let episode. me transition okay. in episode two okay um, so it's an episode from the Batwoman um, starts off with they're taking the shot um, in in Oliver's honor, but Sarah's the only one who actually takes it. Um, because Supergirl feels like she can't, and I don't blame that. Kay Kane doesn't really know who he is, so it doesn't really affect her. Um, then Good they're point. they're trying to find the Wave Rider from Earth seventy four, where we find Heat Wave. Yes. Who I haven't seen in a while, which was cool to see him. Um, uh, then they do all this stuff with the seven paragons, which we'll get into is mm-hmm. the monitor reveals that in the book of destiny, there's these seven, seven paragons. Um, yeah, the like the seven seas, I yeah. guess. Yep. And then we find out right. that they have to go find all of them. Right. Um, so that we already find out that, Supergirl is the paragon of hope. Sarah Lance is the paragon of destiny. Mm-hmm. And the other ones they have to find. I think they gave one to the Flash, too, right? He's one of them. Our Flash. Mm-hmm. Our Barry? No. Because weren't there three? But they, they gave one the 90s Flash. He was paragon of... Virtue. Love, I think. Love? Okay. Virtue, um, Virtue was Conroy's Batman. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get well, into yeah, that a little later. Okay. Yeah, we'll get into that. I should have quote-unquote um, of that. <laughs> so then the team... 
I like when superhero shows do this, which is what I think they need to do on Titans, where they split up in teams. Yes. And they kind of go off in pairs. So, um, Kara and Kate go try to find the Earth 99 version of Bruce. Um, Hecklin, Superman, Lois, and Iris, my girl. I'm a big Iris guy, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Iris go to find what we don't know yet, but it's Ralph's Kingdom Come Superman. And the rest, uh, Sarah, Ollie's daughter, and our main guy, Barry, uh, they go to, they decide to try to revive Oliver in the Lazarus pit, and they're trying to find one. Right. Um, so then we get Lex Luthor, who, this is the first time I've seen John Cryer as Lex Luthor. He played, um, um, Lenny Luthor from Superman 4? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. That's a callback. Yeah. Got it. Um, he also was Alan from Two and a Half yes, Men. Yes, of course. Which is the only thing I can see him in, even when he's bald and has facial hair. I only <laughs> see Alan from Two and a Half Men. Well, and he's I a good think actor, though. Yeah. He's a good actor. I mean, he was in, but he was I in still, a lot of teen movies before that. But I still only see okay. Alan from mm -hmm. Two and a Half Men. Yeah. But maybe that'll change. Um, <laughs> we get the cameo from Small Girl. Small Girl. Smallville. Smallville. Our boy Tom Welling is back. Uh, which is cool. Oh, and then we have the Kevin Conroy Superman. Batman. Wow, I'm thinking too far ahead. We have Kevin yeah. Conroy Batman. Right. We have uh, Ralph and Hecklin Superman. Um, we have... They're able to... Uh, is 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 Lucifer episode three or two? That's two. Two. Two? They, yeah. they essentially find a Lazarus, a Lazarus pit, but he's still not quite himself yet he's still not quite back sure. as Sarah Lance you know has her yeah. history with the mm. Lazarus pits so she's pretty yeah um hesitant mm. and that um Lila gets summoned by the Anthony monitor at the end so I know there's of course a lot in here that we you know skimmed over but I know there's only a few things that I'm sure only we want to talk about mm -hmm. and there's a lot of things that I think the internet yeah. is talking about sure. so um, yeah. you start that for episode okay two. so you know I thought this would be my favorite episode with everything there is a lot that happens in this episode like you said correction the Lucifer stuff's in episode 3 okay body. that's oh, okay yeah, that's okay that. that's yeah. good to know that because mm -hmm. I wasn't talking about that okay so this episode does two things First and foremost, in my opinion, that absolutely infuriated me. Are we going to get right into it? I'm going to get right okay. into it because I, right. you, guys, you guys could okay. break, He's getting right you guys could break right. the entire He's stuff. He's getting right into it. Might as well do it now. Yeah, they okay. absolutely desecrate Superman and Batman. Um, and I understand where they were going and what they were trying to do, but the execution on all ends took away from what, to me, were supposed to be some very memorable castings. For the first time, we get to see the legendary Kevin Conroy. Legend. Legend. Who, in my mind, ever since I heard him in 19, whatever, 91, 92 with Batman Animated, every time I read a Batman comic He's book. He's the voice you think He of. is the voice in my mind. And Hamill's No matter Joker, what I read, I Detective. Those are my two, yeah. Brave and Bold. When I go back and read the old stuff from the 80s or the 70s, believe it or not, it's Kevin Conroy's voice yeah. in my mind. Okay, and... What was supposed to be a very beautiful coming of age again of Brandon Ross Superman. Yes. Again, it's just real bad. So for me, I'm going to tell you why. And then you guys could talk about the rest of the episode. And, and I didn't, 
I'm not a big fan of what they did with Ollie with the Lazarus pit. Um, I would have preferred, and I understand it plays into the storyline, but it's too fast. It didn't have to happen quite so quick. I understand where they're going with him. He's going to wind up being the specter and whatnot. So that's all I see in this episode. So if I'm Kevin Conroy, I'm sure he signed on and was thrilled to death to play a live-action version of Batman. But why in God's name do you make him a serial killer? And I understand he's just killing the villains or whatnot, but he comes across as this... He killed Superman, too. He he comes across as this sadistic guy who lost hope for humanity. Why protect anybody? When you kill one villain, it's easy. Once you do the first one, the second, and the third one. Like, I would have preferred, and I think really out of respect, not only to Bruce Wayne and the character, but to Kevin Conroy, you could have had him more as the Dark Knight Batman where he has lost hope for humanity and he's kind of given up on being Batman and he's got so many battle scars and he's physically unable to be him. I didn't think they had to go so over the board or over the top with him like that. I don't know whose choice that was. I don't know if they thought it made Kate's story more redeeming. But it doesn't make Kate's story any better, right? Does it make Kate... You know what I mean? Does she get the the paragon? Is it more fulfilling to her story because Bruce is so evil? It didn't have to be. It didn't have to be. He could have almost passed the mantle on to her, right? And told her, you are the heir apparent or whatever. That's exactly what they did, though. Yeah, but they didn't need to do it in quite that fashion. So I was kind of insulted. I was disappointed. I was looking forward to that more than anything in that episode. And then the way he dies, she kind of pushes him. and he, It's electricity again. Uh, okay, electricity shouldn't kill Donna Troy, but it did kill. It did kill Bruce Wayne. Oh, no. But they just, oh, no. they just really cheapened him. And, and I know on the Internet there's an Earth-51 version where after Jason Todd dies that he does kill the villains and stuff. But... Just because it was done before in the comics, it's so unmemorable. Mm-hmm. It's not like anybody recalls it or goes to that version of Batman. Yeah. So real thumbs down for the writers for there. And then here. And I'm just so tired, and I know you're going to explain this a lot better than I am, but I'm so tired of... I did not need to see... I did not need to see the two supermen fight each other. I understand what they were going for again, but it just absolutely bored the crap out of me. To me, it really detracted from Ralph being Superman again. And you guys are going to break this down a lot more. And my Lord, he was going to laser the crap out of Iris and Lois. Like those laser beam eyes were going right from, thank God Hecklin steps in front of it. I was just like, and you know what, to be honest with you guys, I'm going to sound like a moron here because I thought the action scenes were pretty good. They were. They were kind of filmed nice. Like the fight was... Right. Context but, aside, the fight So was like I'm cool. watching it and I'm going, this really sucks and I'm bored. But I'm like, whoa, kudos to the to the CGI department because yeah. it looked pretty good. It was good. a nice fight. So it was a good it was a nice You guys fight. are going to break it down. But man, don't mm-hmm. take the two my two favorite characters... And you can write, you could have made the story, everything still play out for drama. The payoffs would have been the same. But 
my two biggest moments that I wanted from this episode were very, very poor. It wasn't even the actor's fault. They only can use what material they're given. You guys are going to break this down a lot further because there's so much more in this episode, Nick, that you that you did show or whatnot, but not enough for me to to overcome what I thought were two really, really poorly executed and bad decisions. Quick, just because I want to stay cohesive, you do this. So you you talk about Ralph mm-hmm. and then Conroy quickly. Okay. Or the Ralph Peckland scene and then Conroy and then, scene. And then I want to do my Smallville one too. Yes. Well. Which, yeah, what did, oh, you, what yes. did you think? I of liked that? it. I enjoyed that. Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. get into that a little bit um, later. I didn't. Yeah. You know I what? He yeah. was never going to wear the uniform because he didn't. Um, I really liked it. I love seeing the actress that plays Lois. He was so true to his character, Tom Welling, and the way he did screw with Luther, and and Luther yeah. came back, John Cryer, and I have no. I think John's doing a nice job with Luther. I get yeah. it. Mm-hmm. He serves his purpose in the story. He is he is a mastermind and he and they do need him in it. So I don't really have a problem with him being there, but that was um that was satisfying to me. Everything else in this episode was clouded by the two big snafus in my mind. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to begin with with Roots Kingdom Come Superman cuz he was actually a highlight for me. Overall, in this entire crossover, likewise, like yeah, because yeah, I'm somebody too. that I don't hate Superman Returns. I kind of like it. It's a little too long, but we're not gonna get into the yeah generalities I of that. I genuinely like Superman. For the Returns. record, too, yeah. I always Superman liked his performance yeah. as yeah. Superman because he's yeah. very, I didn't like the yeah, movie he's though. very genuine. Yeah. I thought he did a phenomenal job. I don't yeah. fault him at all because he was told to play the character a certain way, which like was Christopher wrong, Reeves. which was wrong for them to do. So yeah. for me. As a fan, I was kind of glad to see him sort of come back in the role, maybe redeem himself a little bit, give his own character to portray. Yeah. And now you're really starting to see the on, the online backlash role. Now I want to see a TV series with him in the role of Superman, or maybe even a movie. And to be honest, I kind of, I'd sign up for that. Okay. I really would. Yeah. A I TV really would. A TV show with Brandon Roth as Superman. HBO would, Max. Would be interesting. I'd, I'd sign up yeah. for that. But, you know, they got too impulsive and they gave it to Hecklin already. Yeah. Who's, quote, unquote, a better Superman, I guess. Yeah. Oh, somehow. Oh, okay. I guess they gave it to Hecklin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> CW trigger happy, man. They should have waited to see what people said about Ralph because you asked me, I'd sign up for a Ralph show or movie today. They're spinning their wheels. Because I ain't not. watching the Hecklin one. Yeah. But you give me Ralph, I'll watch it. So, I know. So, go ahead, Nick. You don't need this to I know this is, this is very yes. and yeah. personal yeah. to you. Yeah. So, it w- and like I said, it was it was nice to see them kind of pick off where they left off after Returns, where he's a little bit lonely. You know, Lois isn't there. Well, like, we don't, dead, yeah. we don't see his son. Yeah, yeah, the Joker killed everybody. And then he has a nice line where the Lois is like, What's with the crust? And he's like, because hope is is the light that always passes, or was it was like hope is the light that always passes through darkness. Or, yeah, and, and that's Superman. That's a Superman line, right off the bat. So he was a standout for me. I there were times where I was a little bit upset because I had him kind of just standing around doing nothing, and you don't ever do that to Superman. I'm sorry, you just don't. So now I'm gonna move on to Conroy's Batman. So you couldn't have said it any better. And for something that I bonded with, us three kind of bonded over, which was Batman the Animated Series. Way back when, yeah. yeah. Way back when. 
this really should have been a very magical moment, like you said. Now, was he ever going to be Batman? No, he was no. never going to put the collar on. But I could have argued that you could have at least had him sitting in the Batcave reminiscing of his past. You could have had him looking at pictures of the Justice League like I told you. Or, I don't know, anything would have been better than having him be a sadistic killer who has no hope. Because now I can kind of see why people didn't like the BVS take. Now I can kind of understand people's rationale. Well, this makes the BVS take look like a Boy Scout. Especially considering he ripped the line from right. Affleck's Batman. Right. But, but also from the Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Yeah. It was ripped the third way. And I was like, really? You couldn't give him something a little more Original. creative? Yeah. So I was a little bit let down like that. I didn't even tell my dad to watch it because I knew he was going to hate it. But kind of like for what it was worth, he did do a magnificent job. He always he acted does. Well. He acted It's well. not the oh, acting. Yeah, no, the acting is great. You, you, can, you, can, tell guy, great you yeah. can tell the guy to sell sponges. He gave a great performance. I would buy into it. So. He did a phenomenal job. I just don't like the content. Yes. That's all. Yeah. So... I wish they would have done him a little more justice, but hey, we got Conway as a live-action Bruce Wayne. I'm still glad, but I wish they would have given him a more prominent scene. Mm -hmm. Now on to Smallville, which really, really hit home for me. I actually got a little emotional watching this one mm -hmm. as I was sitting there, because Tom Welling has always been my Clark Kent. He wasn't okay. my Superman, because he wasn't never, like you said, he was. He never wore yeah. the suit. He, they were never. They never had any intentions. Of him wearing the suit. So my first instinct was, are they going to show him in the Daily Planet? And he gets a distress call where he's got to turn into Superman. So maybe they won't show him, but they'll show him like right in the background. You know, like those things where like they show the hero in the background, but they don't actually show you. But then I kind of sat there to myself and I was like, you know what? They kind of did do him justice, like like you alluded to. They did, they and it did the, fit his character. He was on the they farm. The they yes. kept him on the farm. I think and that, yes, and I right. think that his Clark Kent, especially, it was kind of a little bit of a burden to him because they really spent ten years of that show letting you think that he wants to be Superman, but at the end of the day, he kind of just wants to be a normal guy and live a normal life. They really hammered home that aspect for you, so I needed to go rewatch some episodes and really think about that again. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, yeah, I'm on board. If there was a Clark Kent that kind of deserved to be happy, I think it was him. Mm -hmm. So regardless if it was like he was powerless, I know people might take offense to that, but he was a badass in that scene. Mm -hmm. I'll give it yeah, to him. No, he's, so he's great. it was nice to come in a little, little happily ever after with Smallville. I can say that now I actually do have closure from watching that show. So, CW, don't revive it again. Don't touch it. Let, let Welling be. <laughs> Leave him alone. I think I'm satisfied. So, again, that part, the Superman stuff saved the episode for me, for Batwoman. So, I would agree. That's so, my real take. quick, let yes. me comment on these same things. So, one, I thought the Smallville thing was great. Yes. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use it to Superman first because then it's going to help me segue into Conroy. Um. I thought oh, Brandon yeah. Routh was magnificent as Superman. Yes. Holy hell. In fact, the biggest critique of it is, why did they need to make him bad for five minutes? Yeah. So let me, let yeah. me, did I not go on this rant last week? Yeah. What did I say last week? Yeah. I got so annoyed in Titans with Gar and Superboy being controlled because I said, I feel like 
primarily a lot of shows, but in recent times, the CW shows, they've done this so many times. So in a two-week period, we got Gar and Superboy being under control. We got Barry Allen being under control. Now we got the new Brandon Ralph Superman being under control for five minutes. And it's like... Oh, I didn't even touch To on the make battle. them yeah. fight, the fight was cool. Filmed everything. But to make them fight to only need somebody to just remember, you're Superman, you have hope, you have love, and then it snaps them out of it. Like, it's that easy. Like, then don't even give it to well, me. Well, then hitting Luther on the head. And, and then all they had to do was hit Luther to I fucking mean, close the God. book. So here's what they should have did. And this is why I know I'm not a writer on these shows. I'm not claiming to be a writer. But what what, what would have been better? Because I told you this, but not you. Yeah. What they gave us, or there, it's Lois, Clark, and Iris. They're on the street. They're looking down. And the anti-monitor or some villain shows up. And they're in danger. Then all of a sudden, you hear the swoop down. And the camera pans. And it's Brandon Routh. And he goes... It looks like you all could use some help here. Like, that's better for yeah. even the character. Yeah. That's even better because he kind of just changes into the suit in the office, and you're like, oh, wow, he's in the Superman costume, mm-hmm. you know? And I know he wasn't because the point of Kingdom Come is he's not Superman anymore. That's he true. retired it. He needs it. So, okay, maybe that doesn't work. But let's say the sky starts turning red and shit, and he comes down and he saves him, and they get him off the earth real quick. To me, that would have been better instead of, oh, Lex is going to kill all these supermen. Let's, you know, let's, you know, do that. Um, because the one thing they're doing with Smallville, with Ralph, even with Hecklin, and by giving him his own show, they're really, the CW's giving Superman some love. Why don't they do the same for Batman? Ever. On these shows. So... I have a quick theory. I don't know if this is Greg Berlanti or people who write for these shows, but even like the way they try to portray Bruce in the season one of Titans, I had a problem with. Mm-hmm. No one thought he was a problematic. Dick Grayson loved being Robin. He loved his relationship with Bruce. I know it got challenged at the end when he fired him, when he got hurt, but like this whole he weaponized my childhood. He So then, for me, you're right. They honored Ralph, who played the character. They honored Welling, who played the character. Why didn't they honor Kevin Conroy? I know they gave him, he's an actor, he probably wanted to play this. He probably likes playing the darker role. Actors, you usually like playing Mm -hmm. something darker. They do. honor that legacy. But honor that, you could have had him just be depressed, and then Kate tells him, well, if you're not going to help, fuck you. I'm going to go back. I'll be you. I'll be the and Batman. Then gives that the this man, world, and, and then, then the and, 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 and then he goes, yeah, yeah. you're going to be better than and I am right now. And she inspires him. Yeah. But instead, he's like a... I know people are saying, oh, don't be mad at a take, or there was a take where he killed all the villains. Mm-mm. In what world is Bruce Wayne telling people, and once you kill one, it's one after another, after another, after take. another. Even, it's even it's just they, a bad take. Even if somebody but, did write But what do these yeah. writers have with Bruce Wayne? Yeah. With Batman? Because some of these writers overlap with Titans and some of these other... De- why is the Batman... Why does Batman have to be negative? Holy shit! Yeah. Like, do you know what I'm saying, though? Absolutely. Like, yeah. the fact that... They couldn't just make him like the Batman Beyond one or even like the Kingdom Come one's a bit more violent, but he's hopefully helps them in the end. Yeah. But like you could have expound Kate and then to make him die with the electricity again. So then now Kara's a murderer. She killed him. She's no better. Yeah. 
she killed him accidentally. I don't care if it's next. Yeah, it wasn't. Now Kara killed, killed somebody. Kate still gets the mantle. It makes it, no it, They could have done it, it a million. The, story any better, the two you know, biggest like, misfires in the past two weeks are Donna Troy's death and yeah. how they portray Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Well, they used, That's they the used last. They him to put Batwoman over. But they could have done that thing, though, in, this in a episode, million though, I ways. Will say, I will say this, though. We, I have to bring this up, and I'm sure you guys will agree with me, is there is good interaction between Kate and Kara. We do That's get a some. Relationship I like. We do yeah. really get well, some fine. really and well. Very, and and this the is finest we Melissa and I, the actress that plays Ruby Rose. Ruby Rose. We finally get some nice Excellent. acting and some dialogue between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And I know it's the next episode, but I think it's episode three. We'll talk about. But one of my favorite scenes is. Is that is where you know Kara's got oh, the hope perfect. and the dreams of wanting to bring everybody back to life, and and um, yes. Kate's telling her like, "Hey, be careful. Yeah, you can't just bring all these people." And we'll talk about the third. But yeah. so kudos to the two women. There's there's it's really a bright spot for me. If it did happen, it started in the second episode and it yeah. carries over it into carries the, third. Over the third. One, yeah. I yeah. just wanted to make sure. I I, okay. I know you guys felt the same way, Nick, because yeah. when we were watching it, uh-huh. I know I was telling you like this is some really good stuff between yeah. the two ladies, because uh-huh. in a way you you're getting Batman and Superman, but it's the ladies doing it, and I do give the writers a lot of credit here because I do feel the heart and the emotion and the camaraderie. That I like to get out of my Superman and Batman, and the girls are doing it. Mm-hmm. You want to wait to the end? Boy, yeah. Okay. So let's yeah. go to three because yeah. we don't. We're getting. We're yeah. getting here, and we do yeah. want to wrap up some yeah. stuff. But yes. we got time. So then, Kate yeah. is the real paragon of virtue. Right. Superman is the other one, and then we really right. glossed over too, like the Lazarus. What happens with Ollie? Uh, I don't think we need to. Discuss yeah, I mean, that. he comes well, no. back, but he's not. He's Ollie. not back. He, he so. Let's transition into three. They want to go to John Constantine to help right. them out, which was nice to see him back. Very good. He's a good actor. Yeah. Um, and then he finds a way to get them to purgatory to get Oliver out of purgatory. So that's where we get the Lucifer cameo, which, which we'll talk cameo. about in yeah, a sec, cool. which ends up on the island. His purgatory is that island. That's perfect. That's fitting for him. That's actually what the, what it means, too. Yeah. yeah. A little so, lost. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. so a little then, lost like a So then... Um, Episode 3, which is in The Flash, we get the quick Earth 203 cameo, which is the Huntress and Oracle from the Birds of Prey scratch That's show. a pull right there. That's a pull. <laughs> um, then we get the the 90s Flash. He's the Paragon of Love. Our John Wesley ship. Um, Ryan Choi, they find out, is the Paragon of Humanity. Iris has to go get him, um, which is cool. That's a little mm-hmm. bit future Adam tease. I don't yep. know. Um, and that uh, Earth... 38 John Jones, the Martian Manhunter, is the is the honor. He is yes. the paragon of honor. Um, we get the return of John Diggle. They have an argument about resurrecting Oliver, but they do need John with them um, when they go to the purgatory to get him. Um, and essentially, that's kind of all that happens. Uh, oh, and then we get the introduction of Black Lightning. Yes. And essentially it ends where the Paragons get to live and go on and the other people get vaporized. Yes. And all the Earths are now gone. But Lex is able to switch himself with Ralph's Superman, which was a bummer for me. I get it. It's cool. I really wanted to see some more Ralph's Superman. Um, So, yeah. So, talk about episode three. Okay. Episode three. 
Um, my favorite take on this episode is what I alluded to before was the interaction between Kara and Kate. And my favorite scene, um, besides, my favorite scene was the fact that Kate is being very coy with Kara. And she's basically telling her, like, hey, you can't just bring everybody back to life. But Kara is so driven in her motivation to do it. And you realize that Kate has the kryptonite from Kevin Conroy's. So this is a good thing the writers did. Yeah. And it's really cool because it's like, wow, she's actually ready to take down Kara. The scene you wanted in the movies. The scene I wanted in the movies, I got in the CW. And, of course, it doesn't make up for that. But, again, kudos to the ladies. Just some really good comic book stuff there. The cameo with Lucifer was a big home run for me. I really like it. I don't watch Lucifer, but the actor's brilliant. And I just love his snarkyism, if that's a word, as he plays uh, 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 Satan. And I love the fact that they're asking, is he really Satan? Yeah. And John Constantine is just great how he portrays that interaction. They wind up on the island. That's That's all well and good. And then we find out that when they do find Ollie... John Corrigan, the Spectre, appears, and that there is a bigger purpose for Ollie. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was kind of cool, too. That was pretty cool. Um, The Flash stuff was also good. The Um, Flash, yeah. You get to see John Leslie Shipp come back. On the treadmill. Yeah, on On the the cosmic treadmill, treadmill, which to me was a comic boner. So cool. Because it is. Comic correction. A comic boner, right? And I want to be honest with you. Um, and I'm going to let you guys break it break it down further. But this was my I really don't know Black. I mean, I know who Black Lightning is, but I haven't watched the show at all. But I was, I'm very curious, and I might now start go watch Black Lightning because I enjoyed him coming on board. Mm-hmm. I thought the actor that plays him is really, really good. He was good. I yeah. thought his role was substantiated of them needing him there, and he served a really good purpose. And I really like the cheesy dialogue between him and Barry at the end. Yeah. Lamenting the loss and what it takes to be a hero. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, maybe episode three was my favorite. It's my favorite, too. It's kind of ironic that it was a Flash, flash, you know, it was the Flash part of it because that's always been my favorite thing. And I was telling you, I hope it's not like I just like this, but... They have... He's got the... That show right. has the best cast. Right. Too. Now, also the scene where where Agreed. Kate kind of reveals to Kara that... That's, that was the best scene. That I was going to basically take you down, and, and and then Kara's like, hey. So that was really, to me... But you're, but you're forgetting that... She told her to keep it, I think. The lines. Yeah. She's basically trying to give it to her, mm-hmm. and... She's like, you know, you could have it because, like, I'm not going to have to use it. And then Kara goes, well, you keep it because you have the courage yeah. that you'll never have to use That's it. That's right. Yeah. So that, That's good that stuff. was really yeah. nice. The eyes welled up a little yeah. bit. Because yeah. that was the Superman-Batman scene I've yeah. never gotten to see and maybe never will. Mm-hmm. But, but they pulled it off, you know, really good under the circumstances. So I did, I know I started out, I'm going to summarize, and you guys... Kind of started out, I was tough on it. I'm still tough on it. it. It's still nothing more than a C for me. If it if I never saw the other two episodes, I'd be disappointed, but it's not going to ruin my day or anything. Or 
So it did end on a positive cataclysmic scenario. I, too, was disappointed that Ralph Superman was Luther. But once again, it was kind of cool, and it was really, I didn't see that coming. You know, where it goes from now, everything is bleak. The world is over. Reality is gone. Let's see how they pull it off. So I think you pretty much summarized everything brilliantly. Like I'm just gonna touch on the '90s flashing because I have a question that can kind of engage some discussion a little bit, and maybe we'll we'll go that route so we don't have to repeat too much sure. here. So they ended up. So from season one, they teased this whole thing in Flash, like the crisis, like Barry Allen, mm-hmm. the Flash vanishes in, in crisis. In 2024, but then they changed it to 2019, right? Yes, yeah. because something with the timeline happened, you know. With Accelerated, the, with the, yeah. Yeah. So then they they did an interesting thing here, and John Wesley Ship's Flash actually said it, and I didn't think about it until I was rewatching it last night. So he ended up being the one that vanishes, and he had a very, very nice moment with Barry before yeah. he did it. It was awesome. It was a very touching moment. And he said, the monitor says the Flash is supposed to vanish in crisis. He didn't say which Flash yeah. was yeah. supposed to vanish in crisis. And that, to me, was a, was a kind of a sneaky way for the writers to get themselves out of a corner. Because, to me, I was looking for it to be Barry Allen from the Flash Flash. Just because it kind of would have wrapped his arc up from a six-season six standpoint. Of course, you would have had to bring him back because he still has to. He still has a second half of his season. Yeah. But I don't know why I was thinking like, well, why didn't they just do Grant Gustin's Barry? And I'm like, well, yeah, I know they've done it before, but that was a really cool moment. Yeah. But then I was like, nah, this was kind of cool. They really paid off the '90s Flash for people that really enjoyed. They can't afford to get rid of Grant yet. He's yeah. got the highest rated show still. Well, I mean, you, you would come can't. back by the fifth episode, but, but. They've done that a couple. They 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 didn't. I think that's so why it would be like, oh, now he's gone again. So let's go back into the Speed Force to get him again. And bring him again. So, yeah. but I see what you mean. Yeah, they, they've been teasing that since the show started, mm-hmm. and then Crisis happens and they switch him. Yeah. So like, I get I get yeah. the frustration from you. Yes. Because even when the Flash started, and we see that headline, we're like. One day he's gonna run on the treadmill because mm-hmm. it was always disintegrate. Him. He's gonna have to die one yeah. day to save the universe, and then it's John Wesley Ships. Yeah, but which yeah. is kind of fitting because that was the time yeah. when the actual day in the comics he died was in the nineties. Was when Christ died. Eighties. 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 Yeah. Late eighties. Yeah, because I mean, and I only thought that because you texted me a great point. Was like you don't think they were ever they never had the intention. I don't think they ever, of ever doing that, they would that get anyway. to crisis either. Yeah. I don't think they got to crisis and said, well, we can't have Barry die because we have two more seasons planned. Right. You know what I mean? So, but again, he was he was fantastic. I I love the moment. And then even the moment where it's like he vanishes and then it flashes back to a scene yeah. from his TV show. I yeah. thought that was brilliant. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Because I think that, that was that a was good nice. cameo. That was nice. That, that show really nice has, has more fans than people yeah. like really think. And I gotta watch it. I never. Yeah, I've never it, watched it. I mean, thankfully, DC Universe. I mean, I think we have. We really do have that streaming service. For one more a lot month. to thank for. For one more month, and then we got to renew it. Okay. Well, HBO Max. You know. Well, I don't know. We never know. Yeah, but but yeah, anyway, nervous. yeah. If that's um, worth the price of uh, renewal. I don't know. Good point. Good point. I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to 
stress enough that the world's finest thing to me was also a very standout moment to me. Like you said, they really do work well together. I don't think it's forced at all. I think they're giving you Batman and Superman without really giving you Batman and Superman. They're giving it to you in the form of the They're giving it to you, yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the same reaction as you guys. I didn't see the Lex Luthor thing coming, but at the end of the day, I kind of don't know why I didn't see it coming, because why else would they bring Lex Luthor back other than... Yeah. So he can carry some Book of Destiny and not use it. I think he's going to be the key in the second half Mm -hmm. of the crossover. We'll get to that maybe toward the end. Should I save my... Or C- or Save CW. it because yeah. I'm going to transition into it real quick. Okay. Cool. Uh, so I'm all good with that. Um, yeah, I got okay. not, nothing else So here's here's what I want to say real quick, and this will definitely help the rest of the show flow a lot better. So for me, uh, to our listeners, wh- whether you enjoy this or not, um, I apologize for the lack of specificity in our breakdown of the episodes, but I'm going to argue so something. Here's my stuff. take. Not only is there so much, in my opinion... And I watch things. I think I have a pretty good opinion when I watch things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm biased. I'm sure everyone does. But for me, the story of what's actually going on is literally in the back burner every episode. It's the cameos. It's the interactions. There's so much more yeah. drawing attention when they're getting Ralph Superman and when they go to Conroy. Like, right. those drive, like, three quarters of the episode and it's like oh and earth are still vanishing yeah earth are so vanishing. in my opinion i know we haven't gotten specific in certain plot points and story points and other characters who are popping up but to me we've only talked about the big things the flash dying stops the wave momentarily so like that's the that's what happens you know what i mean so it's like the actual plot of Crisis, like you said, I think is on the back burner, ironically, in the crossover because they're giving you so much. Yeah. Um, but what I want to transition to is this was probably my favorite episode. One, I love the Flash show the most. I'm way biased. Kaylin and Cisco and Iris, I like the Flash cast above all the other casts, so just seeing them was great. The Black Lightning shit was great, mm-hmm. the way they incorporated him. The 90s Flash, being the one to sacrifice, was great. The Kate and Kara stuff was exceptional. That, that to me, their relationship is making the crossover for me. It's one of the things that is making the crossover because we're getting that relationship that we've been looking for between the two entities, between the soup and... The bat. The bat, per se. Um, The bat. So, um, you know... And and just their relationship and Sarah and Diggle reminiscing over Oliver. I know I didn't talk about this, but in the first episode, I really like when Sarah's talking to Oliver and she's like, I've seen Playboy Oliver, I've seen Vigilante Oliver, but I've never seen the parent Oliver, but it's so pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Um, so there's nice character moments. There's cool cameos. There's cool comic book shit. That's where I'll, I will cut it. And I know you have some takes and we all have some takes, so... Let's wrap it up. I'm sure when it comes back, we'll be more specific because we'll have the the story will be wrapping up, and it's that's easier to dissect than cameo. This film. was a whole lot of stuff. Whole lot of stuff. Episodes, you know? Whole lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. I mean, it really is. So <laughs> the worst one to write. Show so we're gonna do a whole thing on all the different Earths, aren't we? Oh no! Oh my god. So real I quick, I want to talk about Earth 89 and Earth 66. Get in your get the, fuck, get the <laughs> fuck out of here. So really quick, get into your takes, Nick, because I think we need to take about five ten minutes to talk about this. I really yeah, okay. think we do, and, yeah. I, right. and I know you want to, and I think we should. Yep. So the first one, and we were kind of teasing it the whole show. The first one that I want to bring up, and again, 
I want to make a slight disclaimer. I don't want to want to insult anybody if you don't feel the same way as us. Yeah, and that's if you okay. don't disagree with us, actually, that's great. Yes, because then please you're getting way more why. out of this than right. we are. Yes. Do not stop listening to us. Do not cut us off. Yes. You know. So, so just, please know that. It's just our opinion, and we got so much more content coming in 2020. And you guys have no idea. And hopefully you guys will enjoy. <laughs> so if, if the CW is what we don't agree on, then that's fine. Yes. So the first thing I want to touch on is the fact that I truly believe, and for the life of me, I don't understand why the CW continues to disrespect Superman as a character. Now, from the introduction of Hecklin when he was in Supergirl, I believe he came in Super season two. Yeah. The moment that I saw Supergirl practically kick Hecklin Superman's ass in her season finale, again, I know it was a classic comic book moment, but... As a diehard Superman fan, to me, that's never acceptable. So I'm going to uh, alter what you say, because I agree with you sure. very, very quickly. Okay. Um, I think Ralph is the first time they've got it semi-right. Yes. And I think they're giving su Superman fans a lot of Superman stuff, but you're right. Mm -hmm. So you being upset with him getting his ass kicked by Kara has nothing to do with that it's she's woman or whatever. No. It's just the fact that they were bringing Superman in. If they're going that route, that's fine. I'm fine with different takes, but here's the take I want to bring up. He's the Superman we're getting the most of on the CW. Mm -hmm. Yet he is fundamentally mm -hmm. the weakest one. Right, right. Not only from that point, um, he gets told what to do. He yeah. seems pretty dumb and aloof all the time. He doesn't really know what's going on. Yeah, he's right. He's pretty pessimistic. And he gets his ass kicked by virtually everyone. So you're right. That's why when I'm seeing these takes, like if you really enjoy him as Superman, I commend you. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. I think Affleck's the best Batman. So many people will disagree with me. That's fine. But I'm giving you my honest opinion. Knowing Superman, I think a decent amount. Seeing all the old movies... The animated series, JL, JL Unlimited, the comics, whatever you want to say. He's the most not Superman of the three we got. Welling, Ralph, and Hecklin. He's the least Superman-y of them all. Literally of them all. So I don't know if people just love having takes or they like his smile or whatever. But he's literally, he gets his ass kicked. He gets told what to do. He looks like he is. He got talked to. He was going to go save his son and Oliver said, no, you stay here. And he said, okay, sir. Like, what? He would say, you know what, Oliver? We all have a role and right now. I need to go find him. And he would leave. Superman would leave. Well, if he, he should be leading. Even, yeah. even, a, even on an Oliver Queen show or a Kara show, that's my problem is that Superman would be leading. Mm -hmm. And he wouldn't be in the background trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, It's just... It is, Nick, you put it in the right way. It's a disrespectful take on the character. Now, where they go with him, he is getting his own show? Yes. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Maybe they save him in his own show. I mean, is it? Is it? do we know have anything about it? Is it going to take place in Metropolis? Does it take place? It's, it's him raising, raising his son, pretty much. So he's going to be parent Superman. Okay. So that's a little bit of a different take anyway. We, we really haven't seen that. It's like the comics. And, right you know, this is not a knock against the actor for me. Because I think he looks the part, but That's they're just not giving him 
proper Superman material. And I too do not, I don't watch Supergirl, but I have watched the crossovers and I know they already did the thing with him in the black suit where he was uh, under the influence. So, I mean, you know, these takes are just boring to me. They're retreads. And I know a lot of comic book stuff is the same old, same old over and over again. But Superman needs to embody who Superman is in the CW, at least with Tyler Hecklin's take, is not. And I will not watch a Superman show um, if they continue to, to arc him that way. I'm not sure. I would assume they're not. I, I, I would imagine hopefully this actor gets his chance to shine and they do portray him the right way. But knowing the CW, the budget, I'm not sure where they're going to go with the show. I'm not really interested in this. Now, if you told me Brandon Roth was going to get an HBO Max Superman Ooh, show. Oh, baby. In lieu of Ooh, baby. Cavill MS, MOS2 because they're not going to, they're just simply not going to do it. Ooh, I could be on board with that on HBO Max, not the CW. Superman's too big to have a CW show. Thank That's you. my own opinion. Thank I really is. I'd be very disappointed, gentlemen, if you told me tomorrow you walked in and we saw that Batman's going to have a CW show. I would be like, oh, no. Mm. I'd be like, you got to be kidding me. Like, it's at least got to be on HBO Max. It's at least got to be edgy, have a little bigger, I mean, a lot bigger budget. It's got to look better, even though Batman's a little more grounded, obviously, than Superman. But, yeah, I just don't know where, I don't know where they're going with this, with Superman. I really mm -hmm. don't. Yeah. I mean, my my main issue with it is that they treat him like a plot device. Mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. right. And what do I mean by plot device? I mean that was my critique of God yes, on Titans. it's yep. they use yep. him so he can put other heroes over, yep. and you do not ever do that for Superman. Okay, Superman <laughs> yeah, is not somebody that you redeem. No, he no, redeems no, no, no. others, and there's a big difference right. in that. And I'm gonna save that for something that we got coming up, which I'm very excited yeah. about. So I'm going to try not to give too much Superman so now. As we but, close, yes. I, I just can't see him standing in the background like like the awkward teenager at the high school prom who doesn't know he doesn't know what to do. Right. Or the guy that gets picked last on the kickball team, Nick. He stand, that's not Superman. No. Stop treating He's not Superman. even one of, dude, Heckler. Here, here's the biggest disrespect to Hecklin. He wasn't even one of the Paragons. He's not even there right now. He's not even one of the people to save it. Where is he right now? He he snapped. He, he vanished. Died. Yeah. Yeah. It was going to be Rouse, but then Lex said so they were going to give it to Rouse instead. Yeah. And, you know, again, he doesn't... Superman is not somebody that you have standing around wondering what the hell to do. He leads the charge. He's Superman... Kal-El, man. Stop it. Superman is not sad. He's not mopey. No. Okay? He's happy. He's optimistic. He helps you see the better version of yourself. And I'm completely so sick and tired of Warner Brothers and CW tiptoeing around the fact that you have possibly the second world's greatest hero of all time. And you don't know what to do with him in yeah. 2019, yeah. heading into 2020. Are you kidding me? You know, it shouldn't have even been Superman in the CW shows. They could have did Superboy. And played at that angle. It almost would have like been better the experience. You know, there's so many... Ver it didn't have to be the clone version from um, Cadmus from Teen right. Titans. It could have been another... But make him the younger guy than Kara. Make Kara be more the maternal figure. 
Like, I don't buy Kara as the maternal figure for Hecklin, which they do in this. And this is not a man versus woman thing. This no, is not. Yeah. Anyway. No. It just doesn't make sense. Then they should have cast Hecklin younger. They should have made the Superman younger on the show. Because he's supposed Almost to be Almost like teenage-like. And there's so many. You know what I'm saying? It shouldn't have been. Hecklin deserves better. I have no problems yes, with does. his portrayal and vision of him. It's, it's just the way I he's got, presented. St- yes. I can't watch him staring out the window and please don't. I can't have him just standing in the background with no. all the heroes. <laughs> Every book I've ever read, he's as there. much as I love Batman, he is my guy. But no matter what Justice League, Legion of Superheroes, Superman anything that he's connected, he is always at least front and center with Batman and Wonder Woman. So, yeah. okay. I will end on this and then I'm going to wrap up with one more question sure. from the gentleman and then we'll, we'll wrap up. So my second thing is, if you thought that you were going to get the classic moment with Superman holding Supergirl, I think it's kind of out the window now. She ain't dying. No. She ain't dying. And I can almost guarantee yeah. that they're, they're probably going to reverse it. In fact, you But I don't know if they're going to no do it with Hacklands. Well. It's going to be Endgame out the ash, but no one's dying. That was where my... Except for Alex okay. that was That was where my, my so second... So, let's yes. talk about... Yeah, but go so ahead. So, is, is, is the conclusion going to pretty much be Endgame? So, is it going to be a rip-off well, of Endgame? Well, all the planets... Well, here's prepared. what I think. They're I, not going to do where all but the But I need to ask you guys this, sir. They're this, not going to do that. This yes. is where I need you to answer for me, Nick. So, Arrow, this is the last season, right? Yes. So, how many... What does he have left in episodes? I think episodes? he has... One more episode and just when it crisis, comes back. Right? Yes, that's it for him. Yeah. So and Arrow's it done. Arrow's done. Okay. So so or ultimately, well, it has, crisis yeah, and there's one more. It, yeah, it's crisis and there's one more episode of Arrow. Yes. Okay. So two okay. more, including crisis. So he has yes. crisis and an Arrow episode, and then and it's then over. One more. Okay. Yes. So I guess I guess this whole crossover was written to end Arrow's season. Yeah. And is is the the run of in uh, Stephen Amell. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. and again, he's he's been brilliant in this role. It's all, not always been, in my opinion, written well. And and he, at the end of the day, <laughs> Arrow is Batman. Mm-hmm. I've I've never had a chance to say that on he's these so on these airwaves yeah. coming over the pod, but it's. I always told my mother, my mother, my seventy six year old mother, who is a young woman, loves Arrow. She started watching Arrow before I did. She is a big, some CW fan. She's a big Arrow and Flash fan. She loves mm-hmm. Grant Gustin, and she's always loved Arrow. And she could critique. She could come on here and critique Arrow better than we ever could. So, I always told her, Mom, it's not Arrow. It's Batman. They've taken Ollie Queen and essentially made him a version of Bruce Wayne, on the island. However, they did it. That's my opinion. I've always been a little bit jaded with that. It is what it is. Having said that, Stephen Amell has done an absolutely phenomenal job. Yes. He is he he's responsible, in my opinion, for getting all these DC figures, these characters, on television, and probably opening up some of the possibilities that we're seeing in the motion picture universe. That's how strong I pay credit to Stephen Amell. And Greg Berlanti and all that. Whether they're all the takes we want, whether they're written exactly the way we want or whatever. So what I'm going to is I believe this whole crisis event was written solely to end Arrow. And he's going to become the Spectre. Mm -hmm. And he is going to oversee 
the rest of the shows? I don't think he's going to come back. I, I, I think they're going to end him, but he's going to become monitor. he's going to yeah. become the new monitor. Yeah. So and that might be, I might have to grab some Kleenex at that time. I'm yeah. sure mm-hmm. it's going to be a very emotional payoff to see him finally oh, they done. Do it justice, yeah. And I hope they <laughs> do. We always like to use the word "stick the landing," but everything to me that happens is inconsequential. The universe is going to come back. I agree with you guys. No one's going to die of any significance. I mean, unless they introduced a character like Ryan Choi and a few of these guys, maybe they're going to be the sacrificial lambs. Um, but I believe that's what it's my take. My prediction is this is all about Oliver Queen's journey and where he's going to end up. Oh, man. Or, I agree. Okay. <laughs> I you, agree. Do you, you have anything that you're looking... No predictions. No predictions? No. Okay. I just need to see Sarah Lance do some more cool shit. I need Oliver to have a great payoff. I need my boy Grant to keep being my boy Grant. And that's all I need. All right. And you want, and you want to see... I, for one... I just need some emotion mm-hmm. and some cool team stuff, which I have a feeling they're going to do both. Now, I probably am going to go back into my cave and not watch the CW after this crossover. I might try to but catch up. But if you did do a Supergirl-Batwoman crossover, I'm, I'm kind of in I'm for in. that. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, and I, and I don't mean any disrespect to either one of them with their solo shows, but if there is a crossover coming at the end of the year, it's a two-arc with the two ladies because I'm in. I, I really... To me, that's that's. I'm gonna see. I know I'm gonna see some things that I wanted to see the other way, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm in on that. All right. All right. So because I don't think we are probably gonna do something on Arrow when it's over, I'm gonna conclude with. I thought the CW was genius for capitalizing on the Dark Knight Rises in 2012, and I think they really did turn the Green Arrow character in. Practically a cool character. Somebody that you want to see more of. Oh, he was already cool. Fucking yeah, well... <laughs> Alright, I digress. He's but... cool. He cooler than fucking Hawkeye. In oh. my opinion. That's yeah. just me. I mean, Ollie Queen. So, yes. I guess, Nick, you understand if you've read Ollie Queen, mm-hmm. he's much more lighthearted, sarcastic. Um, He is a dick in the comics. That's always been his thing, okay? Yeah. He is a, a multimillionaire. He did come to be a lot of... Some of the stuff on the show is true. I did not know that. They take that. But Ali Queen... Ali Queen was very rich. Queen Industries. And the one thing that they never did that they always do in the comics is he's always had the relationship very early on with Black Canary. And they've always been a team. And he also teamed with Green Lantern. It was cheesy, but they for a while That's they the thing. they cross over it, and he's very close with Hal, and he is close with Barry. But he was always butted heads with Batman. They were always wrote them in the seventies and the eighties, yeah, because they were the two rich boys, and it was always like Bruce was too serious, and Ollie was too aloof or whatever. Serious. You know, there's some great stuff in the Justice League if you guys ever read it, where he butts head with Hawkman a lot. There's just some really cool stuff. Your boy Hawkman. So, Ollie Queen in the show is not the Ollie Queen in the comics. But I will say, yeah, they made a cool character out of him. They made him part Batman. There's no doubt they incorporated a lot of the Batman villains, did they not? 
Yeah. Some of the B and C villains they kind of brought on. They they gave us death you know, strokes off. Yeah, and they gave us the Lazarus Pit. They mm-hmm. gave us Rasha. How about when he goes up against Rasha Gold? Yeah, that that's cool. when I stopped watching. Mm-hmm. I was almost insulted. You that know got that. A little silly. For my me. mom, my mom didn't understand. She's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "These are Batman villains, mom. They're they're taking the man. Batman mythos and they're forcing it on Oliver Queen mm-hmm. because probably if you if you did Oliver Queen in the Green Arrow. It's not a real interesting show for him to carry. He's always been kind of the B. He's not an A-lister by any in the comics. I don't care what anybody says. He's got his own comic and all that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, he's kind of a B-lister. He needs the Black Canary. He's always kind of needed an ensemble cast to be with him. Roy's really good with him in the comics. There's so many things. Not desecrating Green Arrow. He's Roy's a great also character. With Donna for a right. Ooh, right. Ooh. So. <laughs> But oh, in this version, as we get back, yeah. they've got to give him the proper homage. They got to take him out the right way. And if you were to tell me he's going to be the Spectre and make cameos in the other, I'm not really too interested in that either. Yeah. If he's this that. essential monitor being that comes back. Now, you want to do a crossover next year and he's in it as a cameo. I'm not so sure how many times we want to see that or whatnot. But mm-hmm. I think you should be like Downey. Let's let him rest. Yeah. I agree. Let's let him rest. I agree. Well, I mean, Errol, I'd say it was more consistent than inconsistent at times, and I'm glad. I wish Stephen Amell nothing but the best after this role. Like you said, I think he's got a, I think he's got a good career ahead of himself after this. I think he really established himself as a better actor throughout the show, so I'm glad. Uh, I wish The Flash could be a little more consistent and in its writing. I think Grant Gustin is phenomenal. I wish their cast nothing but the best. I think Legends, Legends was is good. Is good. It's a little bit goofy. I gotta catch um, But again, I think Black Black Lightning seems to uh, have lightning in a bottle with that one. No pun intended for that. Or, or pun intended. Or, yeah. Like. Or, yeah. Maybe I did intend that. Uh, but I think what the CW's main thing is that holds them back is they truly do have too much on there. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that could be a good thing, and most oftentimes it's a bad thing. Uh, I think what they need to do is maybe get rid of a couple shows and maybe just stick to, like, three and just have them all on one night. Because I think having, like, three days full of CW superhero shows can get kind of exhausting, especially when you have, like, DC Universe and HBO Max. It's like, well, that's a lot of content to watch in one week, so... I gotta be honest with you though, I'm really jealous as a Batman fan that when you think about it, we got overkill and arrow with all the arrows, all the characters, mm-hmm. the family members, and we got a lot of overkill in the Flash where everybody and their brother had speed, his daughter and this one and that one and and, and we've never Superman, no. and we've never gotten the Batman family no. where they're all together. It's twenty nineteen going into twenty twenty, and we've never gotten an iconic Scene where it's Bruce, well, blame Warner and Dick, because they probably won't let him and do Tim it. and Babs they probably won't let him and do Barbara it Gordon, and I, and, it's, and, and I guess yeah. you know I, I am really Warner. jealous that that they they forced all these characters in Arrow, and then they did the same in um, Flash, yeah. And we're sitting here and we still don't have that, you know. And even and I don't want it on a CW show, but it's interesting. So. Kudos to the CW, you know, for doing that, Nick, because mm-hmm. they did. They did introduce a lot of characters, 
I mean, and going forward is what yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did do that, and a lot of a lot of people got screen time that I never thought I'd ever see in any live action scenario because they weren't B characters or whatnot. So it is what it is. We'll we'll wrap this up. We'll come back and critique the last two episodes and hopefully have a fitting a tribute to Steven. Mm-hmm. All right. So I think that is a perfect way to cap off the first three episodes of Christ on Infinite Earths. So we do have a lot, a lot to be looking forward to. We have a big announcement that we want to tell you now, but I kind of want to tease it a little bit, a little bit more. But be on the Twitter because we'll probably let you know what that is. Very, very shortly. You're all going to lose your podcast minds. Our own crossover. I, I promise you, you all will. And I hope a certain somebody on um, RTF is listening right now. But anyway, so that's going to about do it for this installment. For Nico Caruso, his father, Nicholas Caruso. My name's Nick Zanik. And unfortunately, the Speed Force is calling us back. So we're going to head back and... Uh, Hopefully we can see you guys in 2020. So, until next time, bye bye